welcome to a brand new episode of the Show Podcast. I am your host, Calvin. It is winding down to the end of our season, y'all. We having a good time right now. And like I said, y'all love our segments called Music Monday. Uh, in reality, when it comes to download numbers, our Music Monday episodes have been some of the top, like the top 10. Uh, and today is Monday and today we have another Music Monday. And once again, this is a little personal to me. Uh, but our last Music Monday, you probably heard of this guy named Five. Just somebody in, you know, Baltimore doing some things. Nah, I'm playing. He killing it right now. I got a brand new album out. Make sure you go get his album. I wrote the letter V. Shout out to Five. But uh, but we, if you heard the episode, he was campaigning for a partner in crime of his, somebody that he said influenced him uh, with his lyricism. And I've been watching this guy since middle school. And the name of this person and our guest today, help me welcome the one and only Marlo King. Marlo, how you doing? What's going on, brother? How you doing, man? Yes, sir. Hey, y'all. Marlo's been ducking and dodging me, man. We, <laughs> we, we've been setting this up for the past, what, two years now? Like, oh, yeah, man. Since Look, I started music, you, no, you're good. You're good. Since I started Music Monday, I said I want Marlo King on my show. And let me tell you this because Marlo King, he was promoting an album. This album was called Nobody's Favorite. And I'm just like, all right, well, this is dope, dope teaser. Uh, I want you on the show, and then we just like, all right, it just fell up. There. I was playing, but no, <laughs> we, 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 with the with the help of five. We got Marlo King on the show today. So once again, Marlo, thank you so much uh, hey, for man, coming on the show. Thanks for having me, brother. I appreciate you reaching out. Yes, sir. And like I said, we got, me and Marlo got some history. I think me and him go way back further than five. We go all the way back to eighth grade middle school. So man, yes, like just tell people like, you know, just tell us like who you are and, uh, and where you're from. Like who is Marlo King? Oh uh, man. So. Where should I start, man? Um, so I was originally born in New York, um, raised out there for a little bit. Uh, I moved to Louisiana maybe when I was like six years old. So I was raised between two places. So I would go to school in Louisiana and then like during the year and then in the summertime, I would go back home. So uh, I'm originally from Yonkers, New York. Um, my father, he worked for, you know, General Motors. And then when the plant shut down, he moved out there. Maybe he moved out to Louisiana maybe like six months before I did. And then maybe like a day or two after my sixth birthday, I moved to Louisiana, the summer of 95. And uh, I was raised there, man. Shreveport, Louisiana is my home, man. A lot of people just think, a lot of people from the city think that I just had moved to Louisiana because of my accent. But... You know, my whole family yeah. from New York. So living in a house with people who have New York accents, it's kind of hard not to inherit that. You know what I mean? And then being up and then going up there and being amongst my family that's from New York and stuff like that. So my accent always was with me, like even growing up in Shreveport, Louisiana. Like they just everybody would think that I had just moved down there, but it's just like, yo, nah, I grew up down here with all y'all. You know what I'm saying? I went to I went to uh, Summerfield Elementary, then I went to Riverside Elementary, then I went to Broadmoor Middle, then like sixth, seventh, and part of my eighth grade year, and then I went to Ridgewood, and then I, I went to Bird all four years, and I graduated from Bird. So, you know, like shout out to the Raiders I, and the Yellow Jackets. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, just shout out to shout out to the Raiders and the Yellow Jackets and the Bulldogs and the Rams. You know, oh, you know way back Rams. now. Right? <laughs> like my like my kids go to Riverside right now. You know okay. what I'm saying? So, you know, uh, I, I am proud to say that I am from Louisiana as well as New York, but more so Louisiana. Yeah, and 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 like Marlo was saying, that's kind of where we first uh, saw each other, and I think. Man, I try to remember. I remember Hakeem in middle school, but I remember you too. But like, just like five, like personally knowing them, like even in high school, those two were always the freshest at school. Like, I'm telling y'all, y'all had drip. Let me try like, to tell people, man, they don't be believing in me, man. Like, 
you know, five is my brother, man. Like we go back since the sixth grade at Broadmoor. You know how I met five was, um, you know, we would ride the same bus together because like his neighborhood was fairly close to mine. So he'd be on the bus before I'd be on the bus and I would get on the bus. I had my headphones in like minding my business pretty much because, you know, I wasn't a, I wasn't allowed now for, you know, one of them type of guys that had to be seen or needed to be seen. But, you know, I was super, like, laser-focused on my music even back then because I've been rapping since I was eight years old. So um, I get on the bus, and <laughs> it's funny because I would listen to uh, this Joe Budden CD, uh, his first CD that he ever put out. So that was the first CD that I ever purchased. I listen to that every morning, and Tay, uh, Five, as y'all know him, I know him as Tay, but um, Five would be like, yo, man, what are you listening to? So when I finally let him listen to it, you know, he just started listening to it with me and stuff like that. And then that's how our friendship started, through music. So, yeah. Uh, I, I would think it would be style, too, because, like, even we had uniforms, and y'all were still, like, the freshest, like, like bro, like, how y'all just, they all way up telling y'all, they would, like, even from, like, middle school to high school, them two was always the freshest. I'm like, man, look, I can't, I can't yeah. touch y'all, man. <laughs> yeah, man, we would try, man. We would try our best, man, because we were so immersed in hip-hop culture um, that we tried to set our own trends. We didn't really try to follow, you know, the trends that was in Shreveport because you know how you know how Shreveport, you know, trends can be a little, you know, late on arrival sometimes and stuff. Not talk bad about my city because I love it. Um, but we always did things differently. You know what I'm saying? Um, probably was like the only kids in school wearing Tim's. Uh, probably around that time, probably the only kids in that you know, in school wearing like different type of shoes, different type of clothes and stuff like that. Just just not really just trying to set ourselves apart, but it just basically, you know, we just like different things. And I guess that attracted people to us uh, sometimes in a, like most times in a good way, sometimes in a bad way. But, you know, here we are today. Yeah. And like I said, the, and like since I've known uh, Marlo, like I've always known that he was into music because because I play football. And Marlo right. was just like, you know, Marlo was just like always about the music, man. So like always. to see you as a as a as a child and now doing music as a man and doing it like and you're not just doing it, you're doing it well. You know what I mean? Like and like I said, now you like kind of like, you know, kind of with that same friendship, you've been able to like catapult that with five and kind of like because one thing about the reason and y'all know this that when I have an artist on Music Monday, I'm very critical about music. So I used to DJ in Shreveport and like be all around. Yep. And like, we're gonna talk about, uh, we're gonna talk about 318 Cypher, you know, and all the ciphers that, you know, I would catch, you know, uh, Marlo at. But uh, I used to DJ, I'm really critical about music and do you have like X, Y, and then Z? Because some people, they just come up with X and they just like make like a, you know, go in the studio and just record a song. But do you have right. that Y to where it's like, all right, I got to put the promotion out there? Do you have the Z to where you make a music video? And do you have like the, you know, the actually going out, out the extra to where you're performing it too? You know what I mean? So like, it's just like when you have people like Marlo and Five, that's kind of people that I want to have on the show because it's so unique and you're not, you know, you're not backed by anybody. Like that shows the main hustle. So like, like the yeah. hustle way, you know, just shout out to, shout out to the kid. <laughs> but like that's the, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. five, just like, you know, like that's the hustle. And like, so when you hear Marlo, you're going to hear some of his music here in a second, but man, like you really are on your way, man. I love the work that you've been doing. So like I had to have him on the show. We're going to have a little bit more with Marlo King on the Music Monday Straight Up Show podcast. Make sure you stay tuned to the KYNG. Uh, I just pulled up in a race, so you know it ain't safe. Plain Jane with your meal, killing this shit from the gate. Uh, I just pulled up in a race, so you know it ain't safe. Plain Jane with your meal, killing this shit from the gate. Uh, I just pulled up in a race, so you know it ain't safe. Plain Jane with your meal, killing this shit from the gate. Uh, I just pulled up in a race, so you know it ain't safe. Plain Jane with your meal, killing this shit from the gate. Facts. Uh, 
I was sitting in the back, they wouldn't let a young in the end, but I still slipped through the cracks. They try to down, told me, told me, turn it down, but I turned that bitch to the max. Told me you why to make it to the mountaintop, so you know I'm never going back. They asking me, how did I get here? Huh. I just prayed and I stacked, it looked like I came out of nowhere But that's what it is when you made it magic Slept on the floor, couldn't afford me a mattress I ain't even have an address, tragic Started making me some money till my brother told me I was hustling backwards Remember that shit like it's yesterday Worked through the night for them better days Went from whipping a straight drop in the pot to me making a salary in a day Now I'm making them big drops, balling out of control And I know that they feel away. never complain I just went and built me your name and now I can feel the hate if you're a fan of our show, you know we take pride in being from Louisiana. From our show's colors to our conversations about food, we love our home state. And since it's Mardi Gras season, the Straight Up Show podcast now has exclusive Louisiana Pride merchandise at our online store. Just visit our website, straightupshowpodcast.com. That's S-T-R, the number eight, showpodcast.com. Shirts start as low as $19.99. And remember, laissez le bon temps rouler. Welcome back to the Straight Up Show Podcast, Music Monday. I am joined today by my wonderful guest, Mr. Marlo King, hip-hop head. Sure. Uh, he was been in Louisiana most of his life. For some reason, his New York accent, son, it never went away. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But it never, <laughs> it never went away. And I always noticed about Marlo is like, man, that accent was always thick, man. And you know in music, you have to be different. And like... I think that even as a kid, man, like you just stood out from the back in the rest. And you know, crazy enough, and I and and I might be lying to you, but I think it's a picture of me, you, Adrian, Hakeem, uh, who else? All at Ridgewood, and we was posted up against the wall. Oh, and I remember I, that picture. If I can find that picture, I think I have it in my room. But it's like me, you, Hakeem, well, not even me, I think it's just uh, Hakeem, you, Adrian, like Prelo, a lot of people that we you know, a lot of old school people that's kind of like, yeah. you know, hip-hop royalty. I mean, uh, Shreveport royalty out there. But, like, if I can find it, I'm going to post it and show you. But Yeah, uh, please post it, man, and share it with me. I remember <laughs> that picture. I was all the way at the uh, – I was all the way on the end. Yeah. Because I was new to the school, and I, I remember I had on a black hoodie. I had my hood on. Um, I, I, I remember that picture very vaguely, man. So, uh, yeah, that time was very – uh, that was a different time for me, man. Um. I didn't know, like, I didn't know anybody too much at that school. I was just still trying to get my feet wet around the school. Mm. Um, I had just recently uh, suffered a loss, uh, rest in peace to my father. Uh, that's why I transferred schools, because my father had passed. So I had to, you know, move move and live with my aunt. And the neighboring school around that time was Ridgewood. So, you know, I went to Ridgewood. I met some great people like you, uh, Hakeem, um, Isaiah Porter. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Jasmine Fields, you know what I'm saying? Shout oh, out my yeah. yeah that, that, that's my daughter's mom and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of people, man, Prelo, um, you know, just a, just a lot of, just a lot of great people that I know. Like a lot of them people went to different schools when, when I went to high school, a mm. lot of them went to Southwood, a lot of them went to Magnet High, a lot of them went to Huntington, but you know, me and Calvin, we went to the greatest school in Shreveport, man. We went to yeah. And some of the people went to our school rival, and that was uh, we ain't gonna say her name, but disappointment. Yeah, you know, we ain't gonna say, we ain't gonna, say that we, name. We we too full on we we too full on Gator Gumbo to be talking about. This, yeah, man. too much of Gator Gumbo. We don't have to really you know talk about that, you know. But yeah, yeah but like I said, man, just see you hear all that. Like, and speaking of Isaiah is actually my neighbor <laughs> back. Oh, word. yeah, yeah. Hey man, when you see him, tell him I said what's up. Man. Okay, yeah, he's my neighbor. You know what's crazy? Like he's been out here about maybe two years, and I have not seen him since. Like oh, even man. though we like in walking distance, I still have not seen him, man. I just just being an adult, man. Just busy, 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 man. Hey, man, just... that's that's how it is, man. Like when you're an adult, man, you don't, you know, a lot of things that you used to do as a young adult or a teenager, or you know, coming into your own, man. You don't do those things anymore. Like it's a lot of stuff that I used to do that I don't do anymore. So, you know, my main focus is the music and my children, man. Yep, and that's. And that's the critical part about to see you and like five, like to see y'all to, to, I think the best part about a musician is to be a fan of music and to see where that musician started off and where they are now. So to see you being dedicated to not only your craft at a young age to actually still be doing it, you know, right now, because even though I don't do DJing no more, 
like all the music you hear on the show, like the the, the uh, commercials, that's all me. I make that from scratch. Like that's my my producing skills. Yeah, right. Like I still do that. And like so, but I never got away from it. So, but me, I was always a photographer. Like in uh, middle school, taking pictures of people and stuff like that. Yeah, right. And I still do that. Edit, you know. So, but to see people like you, that kind of gives me motivation. Like, dang, like you know what? He really believes in his craft. And so now here you are as Marlo King and. A lot of people may hear the name Marlo and kind of kind of get familiar with that name, but for those who don't know, how did you and this is a very unique story, so get ready for this. So how did you come up with the name Marlo King? Oh man, so how I came up with the name Marlo King. So let's take it back a minute. Um I went through a I went through a a, a number of names uh before I got to Marlo King. So um at first <laughs> when I was in middle school, you know, everybody was was putting a young before they actual rap name. So, you know, uh, I had a couple pointy names, uh, Young Prospect. And then I went from Dollar Sign. Then I went from Young Prospect to Dollar Sign. Then from Dollar Sign, I went uh, went from Dollar Sign to uh, M3. Uh, basically, M3 was like, you know, the first initial of my last name. And I'm the third. You know what I'm saying? So I'm named after my, my grandfather and my father. So I started calling myself M3. And then for a time, I was going by M3 for, for a minute. So when I moved away from Shreveport, I had moved to Virginia for like four years. And then I had left Virginia and went and, and moved to Atlanta for, for a little bit. And uh, I was at my brother's house. And uh, we were just going over my music and stuff because I was going through a change with my music. And he was like, bro, you got to change your name because, you know, your name, your name ain't appealing, bro. Your name is not appealing. So I was like, all right, I, I'm, I'm going to see what I come up with. So the whole time I was at my brother's house, I was watching this show called The Wire. The Wire, if you've never seen The Wire, you need to watch The Wire, one of the best shows on earth. Uh, it's not continuing anymore, but you can pull it up anywhere and watch it. So it's the last season of The Wire, and it's this character on there named Marlo Stanfield, right? And I was watching so much of it, I just had an admiration of how he wanted to be the king of the streets so much. And it just kind of reminded me of how much I want to be the king of the music game or, you know, just just be the king of rap. You know what I'm saying? So, um excuse my French, but when I was watching it, I was I said to myself, you know, that's a cool young mm, grinding right there. You know what I'm saying? So I said, you know what, that's it. That that's gonna be my name. Marlo and the and the um and the king part is actually an acronym. So I just switched up the C and put a put a K on it. Uh cool young, you know, cool young mm, grinding. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's where the Marlo King uh name comes from. And it stuck with me and it's been working. And it's to the point to where people that I've been knowing for years forgot my actual real name and just started calling me Marlo or Lowe. You know what I'm saying? Like people that know me, they call me Lowe. Or people that really know me call me by my real name, my real nickname. But people that just see me in passing, they all call me Marlo and I'm cool with that. And I think that's, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that's so, that's so hip hop. Like, yeah, it's no more hip hop than that because you think about it. Like, back when we were growing up, you know, like Easy E and all that, they wanted to be like, you know, kind of like the, the mafia and all this stuff like that. They want to be gangs. So, like, to see you like go after like Marlo Stansfield, like, man, that that is so hip hop because like that's just hip hop, man. And, and it's yeah, just it's definitely hip hop, man. It's it, you know, I'm I I have fully indulged in the culture, man. Like, I've been fully immersed in music since I can remember, man. Like my mom used to tell me like when I was younger, when I was a little kid, before I even moved to Louisiana, that I used to try to put on all the coats and all the fly jackets in the house, stand in front of the TV. And when Big Daddy Kane come on, I used to try to mimic Big, Big Daddy Kane. And then, you know, uh, the, the year that I really fell in love with hip hop was like summer of 97. My older brother, he playing all the DJ Clue mixtapes. Uh, Wu Tang Triumph had came out. Um, then I'm then when I'm making friends, you know, in Louisiana, I'm getting introduced to Cash Money, No Limit, um, Trill, Ent, like 
then I'm getting introduced to screw music, like the Texas wave and stuff like that. So I'm taking all of these elements. And then on top of that, let me not mention, let, let, me, let me not forget to mention that my oldest brother, like he's one of the main reasons why I started rapping. Shout out to my bro, Ty Cobb or Ty Marshall. You know what I'm saying? He's uh, he's a very well-renowned author at this point. But before before he started writing books, he was in the industry, like the industry for real, for real. Mm. So he was a big inspiration in my life as to why I started rapping. Because everything that he wanted to do, I wanted to do it too. So anything that he did, I kind of try to mimic mimic it. So he's a big reason why I started rapping and stuff like that. So I've been fully immersed in music for as long as I can remember, man. So um, when you have a passion for it, it's, it doesn't seem, it's, it's not a job. You know what I'm saying? When, when you're passionate about what you're doing, it's not a job. I don't ever see myself hanging it up or stop rapping i'm gonna always make music even if i don't make it big i'm gonna always make music or i'm gonna try to find or i'm gonna come across somebody who has the same passion that i had as a young person or that i have now and try to coach them in the right direction so i'm gonna always be fully immersed in music no matter what well with that being said marlo we get old bro <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know i don't like, think so though like, i mean I, I don't think so, man. Um, I think I think we're become we're getting smarter with our decisions. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I like that. Thing. Yeah. Uh, um, um, maybe physically, you kind of you don't you don't have as much energy as you had as, as we did in high school and stuff like that. But you know, because life tends to throw stuff at us to make us kind of like take a step back and not be as forceful with our dreams. But at the same time, you just have to endure. And just learn from the mistakes that you made. So as far as like, oh, we're getting old and stuff like that, I don't truly believe that. Um, I still feel very youthful. Um, I still feel very tapped in because, you know, I got nephews that's in their early 20s. And I'm still tapped in with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, we, we, like we hang out. They, they put me on to certain stuff. So I don't feel too out of the loop. Now, I'm smart enough not to indulge in certain things that – people who are younger than me indulge in like I don't go clubbing every week or you know I don't you know make stupid decisions with my money and stuff like that like I don't like so as far as like older in that sense yes but as far as like the whole aspect of life I still feel very young and you should too brother like we got yeah. a long way to go man <laughs> like it, it, let's let's transition from that because you know uh while it's fresh in my mind you know you said that you know you you're more wiser now and that like I really think that our age group, we are one of the best to do it because we went from no internet to cell phones to internet to, you know, virtual, you know, reality now. Like, I think that we are the the centerpiece with all that, right? Yeah. So when you when you started off hip hop, you know, like I said, it was during a time where you had to grow up to where you had to be a part of like parties and stuff like that. Like, how has you doing hip hop now compared to when you started and what kind of decisions that you had to make that you had to do now compared to what you did, like when you were back starting the Shreveport. Okay. So when I first started rapping in Shreveport, I started off battle rap. You know what I'm saying? So, and it was like on the spot battle rap. Like it was like, yo, my man's can spit. Uh, but you know, I think, I think he can beat you. I'm like, Oh yeah. We'll put him on the phone. Oh yeah. Well, where y'all at? We pulling up. So it was like, it was more of a proving ground. And on top of that, you couldn't, back then you couldn't talk about it if you ain't really live it. You know what I'm saying? So nowadays it's turned into more entertainment. Like nobody really fact checking anybody about the stuff that they talking about in their music and stuff. Uh, and on top of that, when I first started rapping, um, you know, it was a, uh, it was more so of a word of mouth because we didn't have internet. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have, we didn't get Instagram, we didn't get like Facebook till like our senior year in high school. You know what I'm saying? So before then, it was kind of like MySpace. So if you was uploading music to MySpace, you was kind of advanced because we were just really taking music from from people that was already mainstream and putting it on our pages or whatever. So we did, so we had to actually get out on foot, go to parties challenge people um rub shoulders with the dj you know what i'm saying like you know there's been plenty of times i've been to plenty of high school dances when i was younger and baby was the dj in there and we were just going 
because it was a part of the dance where Bebe let whoever, like whoever want to rap, he'll let them get on the mic. It was a point in time in that dance where he'll let them get on the mic. And we was going just for that, just to be seen. Nowadays, you know, you can record the music, uh, mix it, master it, shoot a video to it, and put it all out there from your house, like from a desktop. You don't even have to leave your house. So I think that's the difference. But also, I feel like um, because now kids have that advantage, it makes them lazy a little bit. Like, it makes them not appreciate the grind a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because everything is so tangible and things can get handed to them so quickly by a click of a button, you know, as opposed to when we was coming up, we had to actually get out there, go meet folks, not be scared to Walmart, talk to Walmart. people and stuff like that. Walmart parking lots and like your back Walmart in your trunk. parking lots, back of the bus. Little J's. Um, like school lunch, school dances, uh, parties at the municipal. Like you know about, you know about this stuff. Holiday years, so, yeah. Yeah, all, like all the years of grinding, man. So now it's just like, now I'm smarter and I have a lot of knowledge about this stuff. So the main thing is, man, you got to have a solid team. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to have a solid team. If you have enough things going on, you got to have good management uh, behind you. Shout out to my manager, uh, Michael Huff, man. Like, he, you know, we've been we've been rocking for about seven years now, man. And we've done a lot, you know, together, like interviews, did a mini tour, video shoots, radio interviews, battles, uh, pro like project after project, photo shoot. Like this stuff costs money, man, when you, when you, you know, when you're doing it by yourself. And a lot of people don't understand that. Like it's not, it's not as it's not as easy as you think, but it's only as hard as you make it. If you get what I'm saying, man. And, and y'all, if y'all listening right now, Marlo is dropping gems like right now because this is knowledge that, like, and I've worked in the industry too, and it's like this is knowledge that, uh, I, you get it, man. I'm glad you said it because, like, everything he just said, that's a hundred percent right because. If your team is not with you, man, it is hard to do it on your own. And like I said, if you want to be something great, you're going to have to chop off that money. You can't be yeah, cheap man, with you, it. You can't be cheap with it. And also, man, most importantly, you have to fall in love with the process, bro. You got to fall in love with that process. Um, a lot of, like, nowadays, people want instant gratification. They want microwave success. And it don't work like that. It worked like that for some people. But 90% of us, it don't work like that. You got to put in that work. You got to grind it out. You gotta be get. You gotta be told no a bunch of times. You gotta go through the rejection. You gotta go through failure. You have to go through these things in order to know how to win. Because if all you're doing is winning and you don't know how to take a loss, when you do lose, you're gonna lose everything, and then you're not gonna know how to bounce back from that. So losses are very important in this game, man. No, I think I forgot who said it, but it was like the no means next opportunity. So take them nose, like you know, next opportunity. Take them nose. Uh, uh, I, I always say this, a million no's can never equal to that one yes. A million no's can never equate to one yes. Yep. All you need is one yes, man. Mm -hmm. And that one yes going to just see you to the it's shit, gonna man. It's going to take you where you need to go, man. And you take every success that you get, man, and, and celebrate it, you know, but keep grinding. Just celebrate it. You know what and, I mean? And that's the thing, man. People get caught up in the numbers. People get caught up in, oh, I ain't said that many pro like you gotta think about it, bro. Nobody knew you before you put this before you put this music out. So if you get one stream, if you you make a dollar off of something that nobody that nobody that you that nobody's expected to pay for, then that's a win. You know what I'm saying? You you make any money off of anything that you put out, that's a win. And you just gotta run your race, put your blinders on. And be consistent, man. Like, nope. just be consistent with what you're doing. Eventually, like, you never know who's looking at you. That's something that I had to realize. Because I was just like, yo, I'm putting out different music. People not really feeling it. I don't know what's going on. And so, like, I had my doubts. But then, you know, every so often I get little bits of confirmation that somebody out there is watching me. Because I get somebody that's major uh, in the industry, probably like something that I did. Or I get worried back that, yo, you know, so-and-so, they they heard you, bro. They heard it. 
know what I'm saying? So it's just like, okay, somebody really is listening. So don't think nobody ain't paying attention to you, bro. That's true. Like, Cause like, that's how, that's how this podcast started. Like somebody saw me and like said, Hey man, like I want to work with you, do this. I'm like, from California. I'm like, all right, I'm from Shreveport. But speaking of Shreveport, like, uh, before I go to break, like, so you're in Atlanta right now. Like, mm-hmm. what was the decision? Like, so how hard was it to leave Streetport to pursue music compares? Because, like, I remember post high school, I will always see you at the Cypress because you know, I used to DJ and stuff like that. So I've been trying to be in the music scene and just to see you again doing the Cypher and stuff like that and to see other talent, like, you know, like, uh, you know, um, uh, I forgot her name already, but like they, with the G1, uh, G5 click game, I forgot her name, but uh, Tokyo. Like yeah, to see yeah, people Tokyo. like yeah, see people like her leave and do her thing, and like see you leave and do your thing, and it's like you know what was the decision to like take that leap of faith and actually go out, you know, foreign lands to put your music out there. Uh, my decision, it, first of all, it wasn't a hard decision for me. Um, I feel like uh, I left. I left January twenty nineteen. So from. Uh, I say August from August of 2014 to January 2019, I was in Shreveport from that time that I was back there. I maximized all of my resources. You know what I'm saying? Like I did everything that I could do. I went to every cipher. Uh, I tried to do every show that was presented to me. Um, I shot multiple videos. I've done battling. Um, I traveled outside of Shreveport, like to Dallas, like I, I toured around, I toured around Texas a little bit, uh, doing my music and stuff like that. And it got to a point to where I maximized all of my resources and I realized the music that I was making, um, didn't necessarily cater to Shreveport. Cause you know, like for those who don't know about Shreveport, Shreveport, Shreveport sticks with Shreveport. You know what I'm saying? Like they... They they like a certain type of music and they will not deviate from that, and I respect that to the fullest. Um, and what I was the music that I was making was super different from what people are used to in Shreveport. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that they didn't receive it in a in, in a good way because they all did because they all knew what I was about. You know what I'm saying? So I never got disrespected or chumped off as if I didn't make great music. But I just knew my music wasn't for the club. And during that time, Shreveport is all about the club. You know what I'm saying? So I made the decision, okay, I, I need to go somewhere, a bigger city, to where there's bigger opportunity. I can meet different people, different cultures, be amongst, you know, a whole bunch of different people. So I decided to move out to Atlanta to make it work. Now, it hasn't been easy, but it's been worth it. Uh, since then. Um, I've made a lot of connections. Uh, Shout out to my producer slash engineer, um, Phenom the Don. Um, he has a lot of accolades under his belt. Um, he produced a lot of music for the Migos uh, before they, uh, right when they was getting signed to uh, QC. Uh, he produced a lot of music for Eric Bellinger, um, just to name a few, uh, Skipper the Flipper, um, just to name a few, you know what I'm saying? So that's my guy right there. And since we've been working together, my music has elevated to a whole nother level. So at this point, you know, making that decision to move to Atlanta to pursue my music is probably one of the best decisions that I've ever made, like in life and for my career. Man, there you have it. You, and that's kind of how it is. You have to utilize all your resources. That's kind of what I was in, in Shreveport too, because I wasn't elevated, you know. And then like if you if you're like a, a superstar minded person like Marlo King, you can't you can only go so far before you bust that glass ceiling open. So, right. you know, just, and I, I really respect that because it's kind of how like what Five was saying too, just, you know, you got to grow. You can't just stay in a pot and just, you know, love our hometown, but you got to grow and I respect that. And we're going to talk about some more of Marlo King's future music and what he's actually doing in Atlanta on the other side of the break. Make sure you stay tuned to Straight Show Podcast Music Monday. Yeah, uh, I was down and then I blessed up. Hand me downs and then I freshed up. 
Lowe's in the turn big stepper I was told that the top notch hustlers don't get the lesser So I came to reset the record I've been big flexing in my comfort Blew a bag this summer I made it all back this some while in my slumber I got my credit right then I leveled up all my brothers They stacked relentlessly till they couldn't subtract the numbers That mean no more L's to be taken Highest level of perfection I prevail through all my hatred I got my judge due through red tape and litigations All my struggling can never equate to all of my greatness Woo, I'm still equipped with the tools to come in the ratio. They don't want smoke, they know I go cool with these super saiyans Cutting dope with raises, them chances weren't in my favor Spanky's booze on my back, fighting 36 cases, uh-huh But now it's 25,000 on my dresser, yes sir 50 for the dresser, I'm a aggressive Vanessa These women love to flock to the kid, but I never stress them And jealousy don't look good on you, so homie, bless up instead straight up means to be able to speak in a way that is straight up to be honest and to speak your truth raw uncut you know what i mean it's it's, it's blunt you know straight to the point this is what it is it's just a place to be open and honest and that's what i appreciate most about it and it provides a place for community members to come together and just be straight up with each other about things that are going on in the world because it affects all of us uh, unfiltered, raw, with all the cursing that Calvin does. Straight up is just being real, telling it, telling it like it is, you know, um, being you. Being solid, being who you are, no matter what it is, no matter what situation you're faced with, right? This is who you are. It really, it really speaks to me saying it is what it is and it ain't what it ain't, straight up. Hey everybody out there, I'm Sutan Salahuddin. From Southside, season three is out right now on HBO Max. Make sure you tune in and make sure you tune in to the Straight Up Podcast show whenever you are online. Peace. All right, welcome back to the Straight Up Show Podcast, Music Monday. I'm your host, Calvin. Join my host today, Mr. Hip Hop Head, the lyricist himself, Mr. Marlo KYNG, the king cool young grinding man so man marlo thank you so much for coming on the show today thanks for having me brother man it's been so cool to connect back with you and stuff like that uh if you've been listening marlo has been transitioning all over across uh the u.s making music doing great uh music if you just heard some of his music on the commercial break you know he is a great lyricist so uh and now he's in atlanta and he's connected making big networks and some people he's been working with have produced music for the migos now transitioning to the migos uh, rest in peace to take off. Uh, he passed away uh, last year on Halloween true. night. Uh, innocent bystander, but he was kind of like it's kind of one of those things now. So like you know, the conversations have been having now, Marlo, is that if you're making that money, you have to leave old habits. And like now that you're doing music, uh, you know, wh- what do you think about that kind of situation that happened to take off? Like you know, we we are getting older. You know, you can't be around certain people, but you know. Even people like Takeoff, it's an innocent bystander, just like hit the hip hop culture, I guess, in a way, took them. Or do you kind of look at it that way or not? No, I definitely look at it that way. It's very unfortunate. Um, you know, rest in peace to the to to the young king takeoff, man. Um, the area that I live in is actually the area that they that they grew up in. So um I definitely felt the impact of it just by being around the people who knew them personally. Um, so it was a major loss to uh, the community and it was a major loss to the hip hop community. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, man, you like as you grow in this business, man, you have to move a little different, move a lot smarter than you would have to move as if you, you know, you weren't famous or if you weren't in that spotlight. Like if you're not in that spotlight, you don't typically have to worry about running into people who are jealous of you and stuff like that. But when you come from a certain, when you come from a certain background and you make it, right. Um, you got people that look at you and be like, man, I used to go, I used to go to school with that dude. He ain't, he ain't like, like, cause we see it all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like even people from Shreveport that has been successful, you hear, you hear that stuff about them. Like, Oh, I went to school with dude. He ain't really on it like that. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what this man been on. You don't know what this man had to go through to make it. You don't know what he had to do to uh uh 
obtain the success that he's obtained. So, you know, with that being said, man, um, you have to be careful out here, man. You know what I'm saying? You got to move smarter. Um, I don't roll, I don't roll around with a lot of people, just the people that I trust. You know what I'm saying? If I'm going somewhere, maybe like two, two, three people at the mo at the max. Um, when I have studio sessions, it's just me and my engineer, and maybe my manager, and maybe one other person that I trust. You know what I'm saying? Um, when I go out to places, you know, I'm very alert. I don't like, I don't smoke, drink, you know, when I'm like, when I, not at least when I'm out, you know what I'm saying? If I'm around family, then, you know, I let my hair down and be comfortable. But if I'm out like in a club or anything like that, I'm enjoying myself, but I'm fully aware of my surroundings. You know, I, uh, coming from Shreveport, you have to be fully aware of your surroundings because, you know, something could pop off at the drop of a, at the drop of a hat. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've seen it happen. So uh, I always try to be mindful of how I move around people. And I always try to be mindful of how I uh, treat people as well. You know what I'm saying? Um, just because I'm at a certain status that someone that someone ain't, I always treat people with the same respect. I'm going to greet you with respect. And, and if it goes the other way, I'm going to try to avoid it the best way I can until I can't. Yep, and I think I, that didn't make sense to me until like I just started looking at Master P and like Boosie because they had to leave Louisiana because there are a lot of like even with police they wasn't making that kind of money so it, their jealousy came along and then that's why Boosie kept getting locked up you know that's why Master that's right. why see murder you know right now what he's going through right now and like right. and uh one thing also I didn't know was with five like how he said that he had to like stop playing around in the studio because. It, it costs money and you gotta be serious about it. So I never looked at the way he broke it down. Like, no, nah, that's money. I'm wasting, man. I gotta go in and make sure I'm prepared when I go in the studio. Yeah, man, that stuff costs money, bro. Like I remember, um, I remember back, you know, back in like maybe like 10, 12 years ago, man, back in like Shreveport, you know, when young pros was doing their thing with their studio right there on Marshall street and stuff like that, man, we would only have enough money for one hour to record music. So we would hustle up our little, our little dollars and stuff like that, but we will already have our songs ready and memorized down packed because that stuff costs, bro. Like, luckily today, I'm blessed enough to have an engineer and a producer to where everything that I do is in-house. So I, you know, I'm at a point now to where, you know, I don't necessarily have to pay money unless, you know, I want to go do some ex extravagant stuff and go to, you know, some real big fancy studio and stuff like that. Cause you know, every now and then you want to feel fly when you do certain stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, it makes the music turn out better just, just to be in a certain atmosphere and stuff like that. But you know, for the most part, man, that stuff costs money, bro. Like you can't, you can't play around with that. And, and, and you know, a lot of people, I've been around a lot of people who waste thousands of dollars man they go in the studio they pay hundreds of dollars an hour and they don't make that one or they they spend they whole they spend a whole block session on one song bro and i just i can't fathom me doing that mm -hmm. like if i pay for eight hours i'm gonna get i'm gonna record eight hours worth of music <laughs> and, and, and your music is very different like you know you or you and five but mm -hmm. you, you, you definitely, if I said you got to coach him on this, but like the way you use lyrics, mm -hmm. like you don't see that a lot lately, especially like even the mainstream, mm -hmm. like how did you get so crafty at the way you're able to, you know, use wordplay and lyricism and, and, and part two to another question is how, when you go into the studio, are you doing beats first, then lyrics? or lyrics first, then the music? So those those two questions, like basically, how'd you get so well at wordplay? And when it comes to actually creating your music, are you music first or are lyrics first? Okay, so how did I got so good at wordplay is because when I was younger, when I first started, like I say when I was in middle school, early stages of high school, all through high school, you know, I was very uh, rough around the edges with my music and stuff. So you know, um, I was listening to a lot of D-Block, a lot of G-Unit, a lot of, you know, a lot of Jay-Z and stuff like that. So my, the stuff that I was talking about was very rugged, you know what I'm saying? And then after a while, as I was getting older, I was just like, yo, I don't want to be cursing a lot of my music. I need to find better ways to express myself. So I just started digging deep and finding better ways to express my music and becoming more witty with my wordplay. And then on top of that, um, 
you know, life taught me how to be better with my wordplay too. You know, going through certain situations um, and making music about it, telling the story that people can relate to without having a curse or without having a curse as much. You know what I mean? Um, I take pride in it, you know, just structuring my songs. And the way I structure my songs to answer the second part of your question is, it's music first for me, then lyrics. Like every now and then I can write, like I'll write something without the beat and then my producer comes along and structures the beat behind what I'm saying. But nine times out of 10, not, oh, that's my producer right there. He's sick. <laughs> excuse, excuse me. <laughs> He's sick right now. But uh, um, nine times out of 10, we're going to sit down and we're going to cook up a beat together. You know what I'm saying? So it ain't like, so he'll actually uh, produce it and make the beat, but I'm going a, I'm to a structure it how I want it to be structured. So I kind of co-produce with him. And then I'll find the topic to talk about. You know what I'm saying? So if I if I write something, I have to listen to it, and the, and the beat has to speak to me first in order for me to, you know, write a song to it. But now that you are like, to me, I think you're at a level of top tier right now. And Thanks. like I said, you you I've seen your your progression from you know M3 to now you Marlo King and stuff like that, and like just you're very sharp very sharp like lethal mm -hmm. almost uh you know lethal with the lyricism what when you go in the booth or when you start jotting down stuff where does your inspiration come from what are you writing about like what is the king story what is the king story um the king story like my story is just basically i try to tell i try to tell my story the best way i can as far as like Letting people know, hey, I'm a regular guy just like y'all. I go through everyday life stuff, and I just want to talk about stuff that's going to be relatable um, and be relatable 10 years down the line. I just want to make timeless music. So whenever you play a song of mine, you will be you could pinpoint the time that you was at in your life and be like, yo, I remember when this song came out because I was doing this, this, and this, or I was, you know, I was at this point in my life, man, and this... And this helped me out, though. This got me through and stuff like that. So I always try to be real. You know, I also throw a little fabrication in there every now and then just to, you know, just to give it a little pop. You know what I'm saying? But at for the most part, like, when my music, my music is real. Like, I don't do too much capping in my rap, man. So everything that I talk about, um, I done been through it or I done seen or I know somebody that been through it or it puts me in a mindset of, hey, I could go through this, but I'm pretty sure somebody's going through this so they can relate to it and stuff like that. I make music for the car, for the car ride home. Mm -hmm. like, you just getting off of work. You got a lot of things on your mind. You want to get in the car, man, I'm going to throw in this Marlo King and just zone out for a second. So, Marlo, Marlo King, man, like, when you got us ready for your album drop, mm -hmm. that was, I, I've never seen it like it before. Cause you see a lot of people on these hip hop Instagram, like, you know, uh, promotional pages, like, and it's like, all right, you know, but the way you dropped yours, it, it got really anticipated. You know what I mean? And yeah. like I told you before, you stand out because you have the X, Y, Z and more. Like yes. how critical is it to be an artist right now to have not only just the great music, the promo skills, and like the actual video itself, like how important is that uh, to be top tier like yourself? Uh, it's very important, man. Um, put it like this. Um, so you could be walking down the street, right? And you're like, man, I'm hungry. And you see this restaurant, it looks so run down on the inside. I mean, on the outside. And then you go inside, it looks extravagant. And they serve the best food. Nobody would never know that if the outside don't look pretty. You know what I'm saying? So your presentation is everything. Um, my brother tells me this all the time because he's the one who kind of helped me. Like, he's the one who had a hand in my uh, creative director, you know, thing as far as, like, doing the promotion and um, and the artwork for a lot of my stuff and the ideas. Shout out to my brother, Yodi. Um, he's out there. Um, he's out there in New York right now doing his thing, DJing real crazy, heavy out there. So, uh, shout out to DJ Yodi. But um, nah, man, he he's big on presentation, and therefore it made me be big on presentation. You know what I'm saying? So, 
You have to set yourself apart. Your title means something. Your artwork means something. The video has to mean something. Like your content that you put out has to count because for the simple fact, nobody knows you right now. So when you come across my page and you see something that I put out, it makes you want to stop and be like, hold on, who is this? Let me let me go check him out. Like, so that's very important. You can't have step with that, man. And for the people, once again, that don't know what the G stands for in King, what's the G stand for? Grinding. Exactly. So he just told y'all, just like that. Grinded. Just like it's as simple as that, man. It's as simple as that. Uh got a couple more questions for you, and I will let you go. But uh we cannot let you go without you telling us who is Marlo King's top five. Ooh, who's Marlo King's top five? Ooh, yes, sir. Uh, Marlo King, Marlo King, Marlo. No, nah, I'm just playing. Um, of course. Uh, so, all right, let me go down. No, no particular order, I guess. No order. No. Uh, so, my top five is. Like right now, of all, or of all time. However you want to say it. Just however you want to say it. Okay, so my top five, uh, you know, Biggie, of course. Um, ooh, Biggie Hope, Biggie Hope, of course. Um, Big Crit, that's one of my favorite artists. Uh, Kiss, Jada Kiss. Um, how many was that? That's Biggie four. Hove, that's four, and yeah. me. So you, hey. <laughs> Gotta be it the means, best. Yeah, but you know, I, I you know what? I kind of shied away from my top five artists or whatever, uh, from, from making a list of my top five because there's so many people that I listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so many people that you know that are my favorites right now, like West Side Boogie, he's he's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh Simba out of California, he's one of my favorites. Uh Marcus Clay out of Houston, like he's fire. Um Dear Silas, um, he's he's one of like five, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like oh yeah. Uh man, it's a lot of people like it's it's a lot of it's a lot of rappers out there that don't get enough, you know, credit for what they do, man. And they really, they really dope. You know what I'm saying? So um yeah, man, that's about it, man. It's just like if I was going like I listen to rap rap, like you know, I do listen yeah. to other rap too and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I'm I'm with all of it, but if I had to choose my personal favorites as of right now, um, Dear Silas, Crick, um, Simba, um, Marcus Clay, um, Five, okay. and myself. Yourself, there you go, man. Hey, I love it, man. Hey, I love it too, man. A lot of people get mad at me because I say Andre Three Thousand is my favorite, but man, that's oh yeah, just, without a doubt, like just lyrics, like just wordplay is like, bro, I. Man, just when he did that Kanye West uh uh Donda, oh my I was like, God. Yeah. Bro. I was He's like rapping I'm... a lot of people under the table. And what makes him so great is that he don't come out like he don't come out often. Like like see, we living in a time where people want to know everything about every aspect of your life. But what makes people but what makes artists so great sometimes is that they reserve that like some type of mystique to their life, you know, like J. Cole, Kendrick, Andre, like you don't really too, know too much about their personal life. So when they come out, it's always the truth. That's like, why MJ was special. That's why MJ was so like, you know, love, man, because he was so, you know, at that time on TikTok, they like, well, what, what got MJ in trouble was it? So like, you know, internet started happening because like, mm-hmm. you know, when the 80s, he was so mysterious and then he would just stand there on stage and People would just go crazy because crazy you would never see them. You know what I mean? And like, so man, that's true, man. One could only be that popular, you know, to be like MJ, like just dang, right. go, go on stage, you just got a microphone in your hand and just boom, you kill it. All right. So, man, Marlo King, man, I gotta thank you once again for coming on the show. Uh, my last question to you, and I ask every artist this question. Uh Marlo King, the question is, why should people listen to Marlo King? Why should why should people listen to Marlo King? Yes, sir. You gotta ask yourself, why wouldn't you want to listen to Marlo King? I'm not mad. Why wouldn't you want to listen to Marlo King? Okay. Like, cause I'm him. <laughs> not to toot my own horn, but I'm him. I'm that guy. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. And y'all been listening. Y'all, y'all heard this music on the breaks. You see why I've been begging for him to come on the show. Like, you know, he is planting seeds. He is uh, a lyrical just beast. Like, just slicing people, man. So I've seen him battle rap. I've seen him produce. I've seen him, like, rap songs. I see you crank out two albums in, like, what, a year, right? Two albums in a year, the, the one yeah, year? Two like, albums in a year, man. In a year, like, and, and before you go, I'm I'm tripping. Like, what's 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 up next for Marlo King? Like, what's what's next? Oh, man, I got a lot of good stuff coming up, man. Like, recently, I did this, uh, uh, me and my man Tago, young Tago, um, out of Dallas. We doing a lot of we doing a lot of work together. We got some things coming up, um, real special. Uh, right now, I'm in the process of working on another project. Title coming soon. Um, you know, me and Phenom, like we we got a lot of stuff in the works, man. Um, we already got a project, you know that that we got on Tuck. Um, it's called Jody. Uh, strictly for the females, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, like, yeah. It's for, it's, it's for the women and stuff like that. So we got a lot of content coming up. I've just been shooting videos and um, taking photo shoots and just making my rounds and getting my music together. So when we roll out, we roll out big. Um, and and that's, that's my main thing. Like, I'll never fall off. I'll just fall back. So when I do pop back out, it'd be a big pop out. There you have it. Hey, and like I said, y'all need to follow him. So, uh, Marlo King, how can people follow you on social media and kind of keep in touch and see the greatness that I see in the King himself? Oh, man, you can follow me on Instagram at Marlo King. That's M-A-R-L-O-K-Y-N-G. No spaces in between. Um, Facebook is the same thing. Twitter is the same thing. SoundCloud, the same thing. Uh, Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, uh, Tidal. I'm everywhere on social media. So just type in Marlo King. And, and if you did, you'll see me. Yes, sir. And if you didn't catch all that, we'll have the name, uh, all this listings on the show description and on the ticker below hand. So once again, Marlo King. K-I-N-G. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for coming on Travel Show Podcast Music Monday. Yes, sir. All right, that's a wrap for our show today, y'all. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. If you want to go see some of our previous Music Monday artists, uh, make sure you go to our website at straightupshowpodcast.com at straightupshowpodcast.com. There you can see all our merchandise, our previous guest episodes, and also some future episodes coming too. If you want to support the podcast, make sure you go to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash straightupshowpodcast. 318, shout out to Streetport. Patreon.com forward slash Trap Show Podcast 318. Until then, there's only one rule to our show. You gotta be straight up. All right. And Marlo King, before you go, you got a little something, something for us, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. But before I go, I just want to say shout out to all my family. Uh, shout out to my brother. Shout out to Five. Shout out to you, uh, Calvin, for bringing me on the show. Shout out to my girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, shout out to my kids. Like, we, we doing big things. Shout out to my management. Shout out to my producer. Um, we just doing big things. But before I go, I just want to leave y'all with one of my favorite songs off of my project, uh, Public Housing Heroes, called New Vibrations. All right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, Marlo King. The brothers, they all got together one night in a basement. together one night in a basement and they said we got to find a new way yeah 2021 man we turn it up man new money man new whips going hard as ever man where'd the bank on that one uh-huh yeah marlo let's get into it yeah as a new year approach, I'm stepping right into my glow. RIP the bros, hated that you couldn't go. I done ran it up, now it's time to run it up some more. Made a promise to myself that I ain't going back to Poe. Kept the men to know that how they treated me when I was broke. Use it as my motivation, hit my goals and let it go. Uh, yeah. Let me get myself together, man. Hold up. I'm back at it. Bitch, I'm certified, paid a pretty penny for 
in my slot, never minimized, always made the most with what I got, I was patient, now I'm making moves, Johnny on the spot, used to walk the work, now I'm looking jiggy in the drop, I swear man I wouldn't be here if I ain't struggle, I went from having nothing to something to back to nothing, tell me what you know about pain because you hungry, or could it see your kid cause you beefed out with his mother, I swear, I mean we good though now, just wanted to put that out there. Shout out to baby moms though. <laughs> Yo. I done seen it all, made it through the worst and stood tall Man, you get this flaw, I'll never be content with being y'all You gon' hit a wall and break through, right into a mug I'm just tryna get some money and retire both my moms I got three kids and taking care of them off one job Wanna throw the towel in because it's easier to rob But that one mistake can send me up the road until I'm gone So I never let a circumstance use me as a pawn Cause I grew from it, now it's new whips, new chains, new blue honeys But I'm still humble, I ain't changed When you got a peace of mind, money in it Thing. You crashing for the money, so I know we ain't the same I already stayed six feet away from lame So Corona reassured you never hop into my lane If the inches see me and they start looking at them strange Cause I up the number after the dot that's on the range Word the biggie Yeah I told you man, 2021 man, we turn it up New money, new everything, I'm going hard as ever man Had let these niggas know I'm going hard as ever man New shit on the way, new whips on the way, new jewelry, new crib, new spots, nigga, new motherfucking everything, nigga.